0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. The Iranian attack on two oil tankers is something that we need to be paying careful attention to. Today, Pastor JD will share with us why this is important, what effect it has on end times prophecy. The bottom line is that the Middle East continues to boil with conflict, which leads us to believe that the return of Jesus Christ is very soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update, as shared on June 16, 2019.
1: Doubtless you know, I'll be talking about the Iranian attack on two oil tankers en route through the Straits of Hormuz this last week as I was following this very serious development, and this is very serious, it brought to the forefront a prophetic scenario that I would like for us to revisit today. In order to do that I need to draw your attention to the well-known prophecy in 1st Thessalonians 5-3, by the way you might want to keep your pardon me your finger there, we're going to be back there here shortly. First Thessalonians 5.3. In the context of the rapture of the church, Paul is writing to the Thessalonian church who had become very discouraged concerning the rapture. They thought they had missed the rapture. So Paul has to write them and clarify to them. And by the way, you know what the next book is after we finish Colossians. <laughs> did somebody say 1 Thessalonians, I hope? 1 Thessalonians, can't wait. My favorite book, well, one of my favorite books, along with all the other 65 books in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians 5.3, listen to what the Apostle Paul says. While people are, while they're saying these two words, peace and security. Now, some of your translations render it, peace and safety, it's the same word in the original language of the Greek New Testament, the Greek word asphalia, which means safety or security, peace and security. While they are saying peace and security, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. In recent years, I've been intrigued with this particular prophecy for a number of reasons, chief of which is that said sudden destruction may come and be simultaneously with the rapture. Now I know that's kind of a big statement to make, so You'll forgive the simplicity with which I say that again. I am of the belief that it's very possible that when the sudden destruction goes down, we go up at the same time. I'm becoming increasingly more convinced that it will be simultaneous. I'm not dogmatic about it, but if you'll kindly hear me out, I want to begin by highlighting several reports that seem to indicate that this is the direction that this is all heading. Let's start with this breaking Israel news report about U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo blaming Iran for the attack against two oil tankers. This took place in the Sea of Oman as part of their plan to cut off the vital oil shipping route through the Straits of Hormuz. Back in April, they threatened to do it. Now it's believed that they've made good on that threat. By the way, it's all about oil. It's all about oil, natural gas, It is the assessment of the U.S. government that Iran is responsible for the attacks in the Gulf of Oman. If you've been reading some of the same news feeds that I have, you might not see that as such a firm grasp of the obvious because (laughs) there are many who are suggesting that it wasn't Iran. And to that I would just say there is so much out there that it's becoming increasingly more difficult to know what is true or not. So when you don't know, you go back to what you do know, and what we do know is that God's Word is true. So I personally believe that it was Iran, and for reasons that were told in the Bible, that they would do something like this and will yet future be doing even worse. The article goes on to say, and listen to this, these attacks are a threat to international peace and security, quote-unquote, a blatant assault on the freedom of navigation and an unacceptable escalation of tension by Iran. On Friday, the Times of Israel published a report about Iran's foreign minister Mohammed Javad Zarif, if I'm pronouncing his name right, accusing, get this, the U.S., Israel, and Saudi Arabia of a plot to sabotage diplomacy after the attacks on two tankers in the Persian Gulf. The insinuation is is that they didn't do it. The U.S. and Israel and even Saudi Arabia are behind it. If this weren't bad enough, according to Ynet News, Rouhani, Iran's president, is saying that Iran will hit back with a, quote, crushing response if it is attacked. In response to Iran denying the attack and threatening to attack, President Trump is making it clear in no uncertain terms that Iran, a quote, nation of terror, was behind the attack. Al Arabiya published a report about Trump saying that Iran's culpability was exposed by the United States while calling into Fox News' channels, Fox and Friends, he said of the Thursday attacks, Iran did do it. While Iran has denied being involved in the attacks, US Central Command released footage, it said, shows Iran's Revolutionary Guard removing an unexploded limpet mine from the Japanese-owned tanker, Kokua Courageous. The article goes on to say that Trump warned Iran not to close off the Strait of Hormuz, saying, if it is closed, it won't be closed for long. Where I come from, them are fighting words. Threats back and forth, wars and threats of wars. Would you agree with this? And I've used this illustration before, but would you agree that you can only stretch a rubber band so far for so long before it snaps? Right? So too is this true with the escalation in tensions, as they are today, dare I say, were one snap away. You know what the common denominator with these reports and the many like them is? That snap (laughs) can happen at any time. Anything can happen at any time. One mouse click away, to borrow a computer metaphor. And that anything could very well be the sudden destruction that the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Thessalonians 5.3, and with it, simultaneously, The sudden disappearance of the bride of Christ in the rapture of the church. Hear me out again and just stay with me. I want to share with you why it is that I truly believe this is a scenario that is plausible. The Apostle Paul in First Thessalonians is talking about the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. He says in chapter 5, verse 3, that while they are saying peace and security, sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor, and they will not escape. Now, the implication is, someone will escape. Are you with me? They will not escape. We will escape. How do you get there, Pastor? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. You asked, right? I'm going to tell you anyway. First Thessalonians 4. I want to read verses 15 through 18. Paul writing, again, the the context is the rapture. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we, who are still alive, who are left, until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Speaking of death, this is what the, Thessalonians were so concerned with? Their loved ones who died in Christ, what happens to them? So Paul is answering really their question and clarifying it for them and trying to encourage them. They were very discouraged. And then he says this in verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. There are two trumpets in scriptures, and there's a delineation. I'm not going to take too much time on it except to say that the trumpet of God is for the church, the trumpet of angels is for Israel. Please make that distinction. The trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Okay. By the way... (laughs) This is one of many reasons why the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ must happen before the seven-year tribulation. Could you imagine Paul, after talking about the rapture, saying, therefore encourage one another with these words? Oh, a third of the population of planet Earth is going to be wiped out, decimated. It's going to be horrific, unthinkable. You can't even imagine in your wildest imagination when God pours out His wrath on this earth. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. You're going to go through the tribulation. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. How does that fit? I I hope I'm not being too simplistic when I say this. But I'm not encouraged unless this being caught up together, comes before the seven-year tribulation. It has to. It has to. By the way, this is another by the way. I have a lot of by the ways, by the way. The next time somebody says to you, the word rapture isn't in the, in the Bible. Have you, have you ever had that happen? Oh, I get it a lot. The word rapture isn't even in the Bible. And they say it just like that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll try to be nice. (laughs) Remember, I'm spending a lot of time with Jesus. I need to be more like Jesus, right? It is in the Bible. If you have a Latin Bible. Because it's the Latin (laughs) word rapturous which is transliterated in English, rapture. Now, the two English words here in verse 17 of First Thessalonians 4, caught up, are translated from the Greek word harpazo. And the word harpazo, rapturous, caught up, carries with it the idea of being snatched away very quickly with great force. I like rapture better than harpazo. I know I've shared this. Just It just sounds quicker, doesn't it? Rapture. Harpazo. It just seems kind of like it's going to take a little bit longer. Rapture. Caught up. You guys, I want you to be encouraged, Paul would say to the Thessalonians. I want you to be encouraged. We who are alive and remain are going to escape. They are not going to escape. We are going to escape. We, not they. Listen, if you hear nothing else that I say today or screamed today, (laughs) hear this. Be a we, not a they. Be a we, because we who are alive and remain will be caught up, be encouraged. They will not escape. We will escape in the great escape. Have you ever had this one? I've had this many times. Somebody will say to me as a, you know, pre-trib, you're a pre-tribber. Well, whatever, you want to call me. I've been called worse, I guess. You pre-tribbers are all alike. You just want to escape. I'm like, yeah, you don't? You want to be here? I don't. And I'm not. And I am encouraged by these words because of this promise that we who are alive and remain, will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I can't wait. You know, the dead in Christ rise first. For those of us here that have loved ones that died in Christ, they're going to get their new bodies first. My daughter, Noel, is going to get her new body first in the bodily resurrection and she's going to rise first. My mommy, I hope my dad, I'm, I'm trusting that he got right with the Lord before he died of a sudden heart attack back in 1994. And all of those loved ones, and I know I'm speaking to many of you who have lost loved ones, they're going to rise first. How encouraging is that? That you're going to see them again In the clouds, when we meet the Lord in the air. You know, I feel like sometimes I stand up here every week, week in and week out, and I basically have one string on my guitar. I don't play the guitar, but I just, if I did, I would only have one string on it. And I keep playing that one string Jesus is coming. Everything that we're told would happen at the time of the end is happening exactly as we were told it would. There's not much time left. The Lord's return is at the door. There's an urgency, an excitement, an anticipation. Today could be the day. Maybe I can say it this way. The purpose of these prophecy updates is to turn they's into we's. Does that make sense? It's why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And it's also why we do the ABCs of salvation at the end of every prophecy update. Now, you might be saying, well, I'm already saved. So can I be excused? No, you cannot be excused. We have... Instructed the guys out in the parking lot to put a wheel lock on your car so you cannot leave. (laughs) Okay, you might be saved. What about that family member, that loved one, that friend, that co-worker, that neighbor? Are they still a they? Oh, you're a we. Don't you want them to be a we too? I know that's not proper English. Don't email me. What is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day and is coming back again one day. That's what the Apostle Paul in writing to the Corinthians in chapter 15 in his first epistle describes the gospel as the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the return of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. Why is that good news? Oh, that's where the ABCs of salvation come into play. What are the ABCs of salvation? Very simply this. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you need the Savior. This is what it means to repent, in the sense that, You're acknowledging your sin, doing a 180, which is what the word repent means, and about face, you're turning from your sin to the Savior. You've had a change of mind, now He can change your heart. But the first step is to acknowledge, I've sinned against God. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 sort of packages first the bad news, very important, with the good news. What's the bad news? Well, we've all sinned, and we've all been sentenced to death, because the wages of sin is death. But, and here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each Prophecy Update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor JD has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to inspiritandtruthradio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor JD concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.